الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اقتدى بسنته ليوم الدين أما بعد فحياكم الله جميعا Indeed, uh, it's uh, an honor to be in this uh, blessed masjid with my brothers from Ahl Sunnah. It's been a few years since I've been here, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward our beloved ikhwa from Masjid al Sunnah with khair for their juhud and their efforts in establishing a masjid upon the Sunnah. And this is a ni'mah, and this is indeed a great blessing which no doubt necessitates shukr, being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for thabat, making dua to Allah that we die upon al-Islam wa sunnah, as it was the dua of al-Imam Ahmed rahimullah ta'ala, where he would frequently say, Allahumma amitna ala al-Islami wa sunnah. O oh Allah, make us die upon Islam, pure Islam and Sunnah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us all tawfiq. And no doubt, the title of this short dawra is If you obey him, yani Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tahtadu, you will be guided. And this in of itself, is a virtue of following the sunnah and emulating the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we had time, we could together accumulate all the virtues of following the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and it would probably reach Salatul Fajr or even Dhuhr if we do enough tadabbur, if we do enough reflection in the book of Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But today I'm going to look at and focus on eight virtues of emulating the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, obeying the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, taking him as an example alayhi salatu wasalam. Number one is al-wusul ila darajit muhabba. That the person who clings to the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he emulates him, he has this level of muhabba, loving Allah and Allah loving him. Loving Allah and Allah loving her. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّنَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهِ Say that if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Yani the Messenger of Allah sallallahu and Allah will love you. And there isn't anyone from amongst us except that he yearns for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has clearly showed us that the means to achieve and obtain this muhabba is by following his messenger, the finality of the messengers, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ibn Qayyim, rahimullahu ta'ala, yaqul, Wala yuhibbuka Allah, 
إلا إذا اتبعت حبيبه ظاهرا وباطنا قول واحد he said rahimullah that Allah would not love you O Abdullah Allah would not love you O Amatullah except if you have followed his beloved in the apparent in your apparent actions in your ibadat al-badaniya the actions of the limbs in worship and batina those ibadat al-qalbiya the aqaid the belief the actions of the heart the speech of the heart has to be in accordance to the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam which is why we place emphasis on aqidah we don't get tired of studying aqidah we don't get tired of studying usul al-thalatha qawaid arba i've done it three times four times do it again we want to refine our aqidah purify our aqidah Following the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, perhaps we may obtain the love of Allah, which is the main objective. Number two, and that is that the person who follows the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has this nail of the ma'iyatillah, he achieves the accompanying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah giving this ma'iyya khasa, this specific care of aiding and giving victory. We're having difficulties in our lives, going through afflictions in our households, maybe, going through trials in our communities, maybe, going through trials in our dawla, in our country, maybe, going through trials as a ummah, maybe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ma'a, he will be with the people who follow the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam strictly. And from the proofs that Ibn Qayyim rahimullahu ta'ala he mentions is the accompanying of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He followed the messenger of Allah وسلم, Abu Bakr When the Quraysh Was seeking the message of Allah وسلم, And They hid in the ghar The cave And Abu Bakr was with the messenger وسلم, And he was He had a bit of fright And the messenger وسلم, uh, Then Allah, the messenger وسلم, Consoled him and Allah revealed, La tahzan, inna Allah ma'ana. Do not be sad because verily Allah is with us. He didn't say with me, He said with us. So Ibn Qayyim yani, is with us in giving us victory, aiding us against the, the realms of the Quraysh, the Mushrikeen. Ma'ana, not ma'ahu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wahida. Ma'ana, Allah said. Say, don't be sad. Because Allah is with us. And Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala said, so therefore, the person who followed the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam physically, like Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu, 
Allah gave him victory. And likewise, those who come after that follow the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in their aqeedah, in their beliefs, their acts of worship, Allah will give them victory. And there isn't any one of us that needs the dunya. There isn't any of us that really needs the cars, the wealth, like we need the ma'iyat Allahi tabaraka wa ta'ala. That we need Allah giving us aid and victory. Number three, because of time. And I want us to remember number one. Who could tell me what was number one, Ikhwan? What was number one? Huh? Aynam. Wasulil adarajah muhabba. Really achieving the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two. Huh? Allah being with his, his, uh, his ibad, that, that ma'iyah khasa, due to them implementing the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Number three, and I, and I need you to remember these three in order. Number three, and that is ijabat al-du'a. Al-mutadamina lil-muhabba. And that is that the du'a is accepted. The person who follows the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and adheres to it, emulates it, they achieve this major status of their dua being accepted. Of their dua being accepted. And if I can go back to the affair of Ma'iyah, can we go back to number two? There's a beautiful benefit that I forgot to mention from Ibn Qayyim again. Rahimullah ta'ala. Remember the second is about being with Allah being with his abd that follows the sunnah of the Messenger He said... وَأَمَّنْ كَانَ اللَّهُ مَعْهُ فَمَا لَهُ لِلْحُزْنِ The one who Allah is with, he's never sad. He'll be given aid. وَإِنَّمَا الْحُزْنُ لِمَنْ فَاتَهُ اللَّهُ But in reality, sadness is for the one who Allah has left. Allah hasn't aided. فَمَنْ حَصَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ فَعَلَىٰ أَيِّ شَيْءٍ يَحْزَنْ The one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with and gives victory. How can he be sad? How can he have this wahsha? Loneliness. He's adhering to the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu Allah is with him. No sadness. وَمَنْ فَاتَهُ اللَّهُ فَبِأَيِّ شَيْءٍ يَفْرَحْ the one that Allah has left, how can he be happy? The one that Allah is not giving aid and victory to and support, how can he be happy? So when we feel these laziness in following the son of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we hear a hadith, we hear a narration, and we don't take it seriously. And we have this taraddud, Remember this father. As mentioned by Sufyan, Al-Thawri rahimullahu ta'ala, in istata'ata, an la tahukka ra'sak illa bil-athar, faf'al. In istata'ata. If you have the opportunity, the ability, that you don't scratch your head. Yeah, and this is showing the, 
the strictness and adherence to the sunnah and the athar and the narrations. If you are able to not scratch your head and not scratch your hair, except that you have a narration for that, then do it. This is how the Salaf were because of these fada'il. So number two is the ma'iyah. Number three is that the du'a of the individual upon the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam follows the sunnah sincerely. He comes under that banner of love from Allah in which necessitates his du'a to be accepted. So these three are mentioned in one hadith of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it's a hadith on Abi Huraira radiyallahu ta'ala anhu qal qal rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna allaha qal hadith qudsi man aada li waliyan faqad adhantu lahu bilharb in this hadith qudsi the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam relayed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said that whoever wages war against my ally I have prepared war for him, the ally of Allah. وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ حَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّا افْتَرَدْتُ عَلَيْهِ And my servant doesn't come close to me, except with that which, and he don't come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except that which he has made obligatory. And how do we know that which is obligatory, Ikhwan? Who can tell me? How do we know? How do we know? The Quran and Sunnah. So it necessitates to achieve this manzila that we have to be adherent, those who are adherent to the Sunnah of the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَمَا يَزَالَ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُوا How do we get close to Allah? By what means do we get close to Allah except by following the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ How do we know the nawafil? The servant doesn't come close to Allah, doesn't cease to get close to Allah rather. He continues getting close to Allah through the non-obligatory acts. How do we know what acts are obligatory or not obligatory? From where? The son of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hatta uhibbuhu. That's number one. Until the slave, he follows the obligatory acts, implements them according to the sunnah taba'an. The non-obligatory acts according to the sunnah taba'an. Hatta uhibbuhu. That's number one. فَإِذَا أَحْبَبْتُهُ كُنْتُ سَمْعَهُ أَلَّذِي يَسْمَعُ بِهِ وَبَصَرَهُ أَلَّذِي يُبْصِرُ بِهِ وَيَدَهُ أَلَّتِي يَبْتِشُ بِهَا وَرِجْلَهُ أَلَّتِي يَمْشِ بِهَا This is the ma'iyah, that's number two. So then the one that Allah loves by following those obligatory acts which necessitates following the sunnah and the non-obligatory acts which necessitates following the sunnah Allah will love him, number one. And then Allah will be that he's in that which he is. Meaning Allah will aid him to hear that which is good for him. And Allah will guide him and give him aid 
to only see that which is beloved to Allah and Allah will give him aid that he only touches that which is beloved to Allah Allah is with him and that's number three and if he asks me this abd may Allah make us be him may Allah make us be like him if he asks I will def not I will give him I will definitely answer and give it to him so these are the three virtues of following the sunnah of the messenger of Allah وسلم, found in this hadith Ibn Qayyim rahimahullahu ta'ala he mentioned and I put this here so we can reflect upon these three affairs and that which it necessitates Ibn Qayyim he says rahimahullah wa min ha huna ta'lamu ittirara al-abdi fawka kulli dhururatin ila ma'rifati rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ma jaa bihi no doubt we know these virtues these three already and there are more that now this becomes apparent and clear. The necessity, the absolute need that we have in learning about the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam how can we follow him properly? And having knowledge of that which he came with, his sunnah, qawliya, statements, fi'liya, his actions, taqiriya, that which he affirmed from his companions when they mentioned it was done in his presence and his etiquette and his manners alayhi salatu wassalam and then he says Ibn Qayyim rahimullah فَإِنَّهُ لَا سَبِيلَ إِلَى السَّعَادَةِ وَالْفَلَاحِ there's no path ikhwan there is no avenue to happiness and success any true happiness and success لَا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَلَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ in this world or the next except by following and implementing that which the messengers were upon and the finality of them is Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam you cannot know that which is good and that which is evil how do we know? we guess Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. We just have a guess. We need to study the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need to hear hadathana, akhbarana, sami'tu. We need to hear the athar. We need to be athariyun. We need to drink, eat, sunnah, hadith. That perhaps we dream hadith, inshallah. And we yearn to memorize the hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we busy ourselves with understanding the fiqh in the hadith. The extrapolations from the hadith. And reduce our times on our mobile phones. Because that's not, there's no sa'ada. And there is no falah, no success or happiness. That is compared to the knowledge of one hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu and implementing that hadith. As Imam Ahmed rahimullah ta'ala, he said, مَا كَتَبْتُ حَدِيثًا إِلَّا وَقَدْ عَمِّلْتُ بِهِ 
ولو مرة. Imam Ahmad he said, Rahimullah, that I never wrote a hadith because that's the way of the ulama from before, not like us. We don't write. The Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Qiyudul ilm bil kitaba." The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in a hadith, "Ingrain your knowledge with writing." He said, "Ma katab tu hadithan." Imam Ahmad. We're spoiled by the devices. Press, 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 flash, flash. The fingers, huh? It's kada, na? We don't even press anymore. We go like this. Wait, the ladder. Like this. <laughs> the elbows aren't exercising for writing. Nothing. Sahiwala. And if we ask ourselves, when was the last time we wrote a hadith on the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Let's ask ourselves. When's the last time I picked up the, the Sahih Bukhari and wrote the hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and memorized it? 40 hadith, yalla. Imam Ahmad he said, hadith. I didn't write a, one hadith, except that I implemented it at least once. So it doesn't become a proof against me. This is the way of the Salaf. So we have to learn the hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and implement it. Hadithan, hadithan. Atharan athra. Understanding the understanding of the Sahaba in that regard. Number four. From the fruits of emulating the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and implement the Sunnah is that the person who does this has this bu'd and isma min al wuqu'i fil bid'ah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect the individual. And distance him from falling into innovation, whether it's innovation in the aqidah, the creed, or innovation in one's methodology, or innovation as it relates to acts of worship. And we know that there are a hadith mutawatira, widespread narrations of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi from his care for the ummah warned against bid'ah before it even happened. من عمل عملا ليس عليه أمرنا فهو رد أي مردود. In the hadith of Aisha رضي الله عنه, when the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he says whoever does an action that is not for my affair it is rejected, rejected, not accepted, مردود. كل بدعة ضلال. The messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said خطبة الجمعة خطبة الحاجة regularly mentioned before bid'ah occurred. The person who follows the sunnah, Allah protects him from falling falling into bid'ah. Allah protects him from into bid'ah. And from the verses that we can probably reflect upon regarding this affair, it's a statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَلْيَحْذَرَ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ أَنْ عَمْرِهِ أَنْ تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةٌ أَوْ يُصِيبُهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ In this frightening verse, where, the, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, then let the one that opposes one of his affairs, one of his commands, opposes one of his commands. Let them be afraid, lest that they are afflicted with a trial or a severe punishment. The ulama of tafsir, 
they differed as to whose affair was meant in this verse. Qatada, Malish, Mujahid, Mujahid rahimullah, he said, Yani Amrullah, the affair of Allah. And Qatada, Rahimullah, he said, Ay Amru Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yani the affair of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in reality, both are correct. Based also upon the hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَقَدْ تَرَقْتُ فِيكُمْ مَا إِنْتَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِ لَنْ تَضِلُّ بَعْدِ أَبَدًا كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّتِي In this hadith that is sound where the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said I've left two things if you hold firm to it you will not be deviated ever and that is the Quran and the Sunnah so the tafsir of Amrihi Allah and his Messenger is correct both of them but let's focus on the Amrihi and the Amrihi Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a virtue that the person who opposes the command of the Messenger Sallallahu You fear for them what? Fitna. So therefore, that which is mafhum is that the person who does not oppose the command of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi they're free from fitna and from the fitna that they fear they're free from and safe from is al-bid'ah. And there's another narration of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he said, Taraktukum al al-bayda. Where he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I've left you in that which is clear. Everything we need to worship Allah, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, has been revealed for us. Everything that we need to get close to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has been legislated. Every belief that we're supposed to hold in our aqidah has been legislated. It's night is like the day, it's clarity. It's clear at night, clear at day. Clarity, continuous clarity. The one who deviates upon that that clarity that the Messenger has left. He deviates from that. None deviates from it except his halik. He's destroyed. And from the affairs of destruction is fallen into bid'ah. So therefore we understand that the one who holds firm to that baydah implements that clarity. Clear in his aqidah, clear in his manhaj. No discrepancies. Not wasteful in his ibadah. And he's upon that baydah, they're free from falling into bid'ah. And we have an athar from Abdullah ibn Amrin radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma which he says, وَلَا تُرِكَتْ سُنَّةٌ إِلَّا إِزْدَادَتْ هَوِيًا And this is an important athar and it's true. That a sunnah is not left. The sunnah is not neglected. Except it increases in its opposite. That the person falls, yani in deviance, in bid'ah. So therefore, the virtue of the one who follows the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that he speaks with sunnah. She speaks with sunnah, hikmah. As Abu Uthman and Naysaburi rahimullahu ta'ala, he said, Man ammara as-sunnata ala nafsihi qawlan wa fi'lan nataqa bil-hikmah. 
Whoever allows the sunnah to take authority, whoever makes the sunnah take authority in his speech, her speech, his action, her action, her speech, they will speak with what? Wisdom. They will speak with knowledge. Not falsehood, not philosophy, not rhetoric. Not what? Not bid'ah. However, man ammara al-hawa ala nafsihi qawlan wa fi'la nataqa bil bid'ah. But the opposite applies, that the one who makes his desires take authority over him in his speech and actions, he speaks with bid'ah. Barakallahu feekum. So therefore the person who implements the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam is from the ways and means in safeguarding the individual from falling into bid'ah. Number five. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Number five. From the fruits of emulating the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is that the individual is saved from regret yawm al-qiyamah. The regret that those who did not follow the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will feel and they will say it when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the da'wah and the call and it said to them وَيَوْمُ يُنَادِيهِمْ فَيَقُولُ مَاذَا أَجِبْتُ الْمُرْسَلِينَ and on that day hereafter when they will be called the people will be called and they will be asked what was your answer what was your answer to the messenger when he called you? What was your answer to Tawheed? What, did, what was your response in your tongue, in your actions, in your aqidah? What was your response when the messengers called you? When the messenger of Allah, the finality of them, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, called you from the darkness to the light? From ma'asiyah to ta'ah, from disobedience to obedience, what was your response? Was it sami'na wa ata'na? I hear and I obey. Or were you overwhelmed with arrogance and haughtiness? Self-amazement. Because the people who did not answer that call accordingly, they will have regret. The foremost of those are the kuffar. And those who disobeyed the messenger, sallallahu rejected his sunnah, fell into innovations. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions a verse, where he says, Frightening verse, ya where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, he says in Surah Al-Furqan, that on that day, the zalim, the oppressor, the oppressive one, will be biting at his hands out of regret. Out of regret. And he will be saying, oh, I wish that I had taken with the messenger away. I wish I had followed the sunnah. He'll be biting at his hands. And one of the ulama of tafsir, they mentioned that he'll be biting at his hands 
until it reaches his elbow. And then he'll come back and he'll bite his hands consistently of that out of regret. In not following the way of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya waylata, laytani lam attakhith fulanan khalila. So the first part of the verse, the person is regretful for what, ikhwan? Not following who? The messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second is why he has regret regarding who he took as a companion. The one he took as a khalil, a close companion in place of following the way of the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi so here it shows the importance that the sahib sunnah, that the person of the sunnah pays attention to whom he takes as a companion. Because there will be enemies on the day of judgment. Close friends will be enemies on the day of judgment except for those who are from the people of taqwa. Yani they took the companions based upon taqwa. They took the companions based upon sunnah. The person that they walk with. The person that they leave with. The person that they sit with is a person of sunnah. As an individual came to Imam Ahmed rahimullah ta'ala yas'alu and shakhsin ma asked him regarding a particular individual how he is, his tadayyun, his religiosity. And Imam Ahmed rahimullah ta'ala he said man madkhalahu wa man makhrajahu wa man mamshah Then you know who the person is? Three things he mentioned rahimullah who does he leave with? Who does he enter with? Who does he leave with? Who does he walk with? Who is he constantly with? Then you know his religiosity. And in this verse, the people who followed other than the sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, and took others as companions, they will have that regret. But the person who follows the sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, from the fruits of that emulation of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and taking the people of Sunnah as companions. Yes, we ask if the person is Salafi. Yes, we ask if the person is Sunni. Yes. Why not? As I mentioned the example to many of my, my brothers and companions, those of us who have daughters, we marry them to anyone? You're not going to ask about him? You see your brother, you just marry him to your daughter? Kella, you don't do this. Sahihullah. Yes or no? You're going to ask about his aqidah. You're going to ask if he beats women. You're going to ask how he is with his parents. How he is with his mother. How he is with his father. Because if he is not good with his mother, your daughter has no chance. How does he, is he somebody who can look after your daughter? You're going to ask these questions strictly. And likewise, if you're doing a business or you're going to do some type of tijara, you're going to do business with anyone? Huh? You're a businessman. Those of, those of you who are businessmen, you're going to do business with anyone? 
Oh, you want to do business? Hey, here's my money, investment. Yalla ruh. No, you're going to ask to find out his tarikh, his history. And I repeat this, but it's important. It's a qiyas. It's a qiyas that is warid. It's, a, it's, a, it's an analogy that is true. So therefore, how can we be a people that are jealous for our wealth in our businesses? Jealous as it relates to our daughters and who they marry. But we are not jealous as to whom we enter their speech in our hearts. We're not jealous on who we listen to and we take as a companion. And nowadays we have online companions. This is the worst case nowadays. And the world of social media is deceiving, deceptive. So much so you're on your own and you just click and that's it, you're following somebody. That you don't even know their aqidah, their methodology. You don't know them. We just like because they said something nice. Or they said something that tickled you. That made you laugh. So you want more of that. This is the way it is now. You're taking them as a companion. Bell, they tell you you're following them. They tell you. Every time you look on your phone, it says, following. Sahiwallah. So there's no gumud, there's no obscurity. But yet, some of us still follow majahil, the unknown. We don't know if they're upon the sunnah, we don't know if they're upon bidah. Bell, if they're upon bidah, sometimes, yeah, he, he's funny for following. And the ease of following does not diminish the danger. So those who are companions on that day will be enemies. And the sabab al-nuzul, this verse, the reason of the revelation of this verse, Surah Al-Furqan, is mentioned by Imam Al-Shinqiti, rahimullah ta'ala, in his tafsir in Nadu'a al-Bayan. Bringing the narrations from Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiyallahu ta'ala, anhuma, that this verse, yani, yawma ya'udhu al-dhalimu ala yaday, that the person who's biting his hand out of regret, was an individual called Ubay ibn Khalaf. Ubay ibn Khalaf. And this is mentioned by Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. And the one that was the bad Khalil, bad companion, was Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayt. Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayt. Now Ubay ibn Khalaf accepted the da'wah and the call of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Uqba said to him you follow the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I have nothing to do with you nothing to do with you we're finished he said so he left the following of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the verse was revealed for him mentioned by Ibn Abbas and Mujahid also mentioned it. Ibn Abbas he also said radiallahu ta'ala anhu rahimah al-khalilani fi jahannam wa huma al-khalilani fi jahannam that Ubay and Uqba are the two companions in the hellfire. By leaving the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and following a companion who's opposing the sunnah and the messengership of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam our protectors. How long have we got? What's the time? 
Okay, we, uh, we have two more, but I'm going to mention one more. Okay, and this one, we call it number six. It's supposed to be number seven, but let's mention this one, number six. And that is a general, you can say a general fruit or benefit of emulating the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is that the atba' those who follow him, alayhi salatu wasalam, they have this bliss. This bliss and this happiness. And that is that you find that the, those who follow the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, هم أشرح الناس صدرة. They are the ones who have the most expansive hearts, the hearts that have the sakina and tranquility. وأسلمهم ضميرا وأثبتهم قلوبا وقلبا. They have the firmest hearts, the people that follow the sunnah of the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم. This is a reward from Allah. And who can tell me a surah, a short surah where this is mentioned? Regarding the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah making his heart expansive. Huh? Al-Nas, Jayid, Kadalik, Tayyib. I heard somebody say here. Alam Nashrah, sent. The surah that many of us, all of us know, well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Alam nashrah laka sadarak. Have we not expanded for you your chest? Have we not expanded for your chest? And we have removed from you your burden. The burden of difficulties. The heavy weight of his risala, his prophethood, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alladhi anqad dhaharak. The one that was weighing you down. And we have raised the mentioning of your name. Three blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned here that he gave to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first was what, Ikhwan? Huh? The expansive and the raha of the chest, the tranquility. And the second, alleviating the burden. Uh, and the third, raising your mention. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfilled his promise. In that we find that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his name is mentioned in the shahadatan. For the one who enters Islam. The mentioning of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is mentioned in the Adhan. The mentioning of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is mentioned in the five pillars, the Rukn Al-Awwal, the first pillar of Islam. And there's an issue that some of the ulama have mentioned that some of them from the Hanabila and the Shafi'iyah they mentioned that the khutbah, Yawm al-Jum'ah, that, the that there is no mention of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is fasid, is, is uh, invalid. 
But no doubt the correct opinion that it is valid, but just to show you the importance of the mentioning of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Hanifa and Malik, they differ with the Shafi'i and the Hanabil in that regard. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has raised the mentioning of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and expanded his heart sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and removed the burden. So Ibn Qayyim rahimullahu ta'ala, he said, فَأَتْبَعُوا النَّاسِ لِرَسُولِهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَشْرَحْهُمْ صَدْرًا That the ones who follow more strictly, the ones who follow the sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, most strictly, that they are the ones who have the most expansive hearts. They have that tranquility, that ease. وَأَوْضَعْهُمْ وِزْرًا and the ones that follow the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they're the ones whose burden is relieved from them. So when we measure this with ourselves, when you have that dayq in your chest, that restriction, that sometimes you probably can't breathe, and then you have that burden, you feel that's a burden in your daily affairs, analyze your following of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because those who follow him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, their hearts are the ones that have that raha. And they have patience with those affairs that they're afflicted with. They have the bala, the trials and afflictions. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what? He alleviates, relieves them, gives them sabr, gives them aid. Shall I mention one more? One more? The seventh, barakallahu fikum, fruits of following the sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, is from the signs of your love of the Messenger of Allah. May Allah ta bless us with this and make us die upon it. It's a sign of your muhabba of the Messenger. وسلم. It's based in a hadith which is in Bukhari and Muslim where he said, وسلم, that three affairs that the one who finds that within themselves, they will taste the sweetness of Iman. And yakun Allaha wa Rasulu wa Habba ilayhi mimma sawahuma. That Allah and His Messenger is more beloved to Him than anything else. Than anything else. Reflect upon this. That this is the sweetness of Iman. That the person has this, that, that, that love of Allah and the love of the Messenger. And Iman. His statement of the tongue, actions of the limbs, and, be and belief in the heart. All of this has to be in according to the sunnah. It's a sign that you love the Rasul sallallahu And another narration that we should reflect upon is that hadith, which is in the musnad of Imam Ahmed, rahimullah. Hadith of Ibn Abbasin, radiallahu anhumah, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Where the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa he used to initially do the khutbah with and, and leaning on a, a, a date palm trunk. But when the member, the pulpit was made for the messenger, وسلم, he left the, the date palm tree. The date palm tree started to cry. Started to cry because he was used to the Messenger وسلم, leaning on it. 
So the day Patreon started to cry, and this hadith is authentic. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he went to the tree trunk. And he comforted the tree trunk. If I did not console this tree, it will be crying unto the day of judgment. And that is a simple tree from the Jamadat, not from the living creatures, humans. It's a simple tree, but yet it cried because the Messenger وسلم, didn't touch it anymore. Al-Hasan al-Basri rahimullahu ta'ala yaqool Ya ma'ashar al-Muslimin I'm going to end with this one inshallah for us to reflect Hassan al-Basri rahimullahu ta'ala he said O Muslims al-Khashba wood tahunna ila Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shawqan wood is yearning for the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam missing the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ila liqa'ihi in the regular meeting in Juma with the Messenger وسلم, he was missing it, so he started to cry. The khashwa, this wood. Fa'antum. All of you. Ahaqu an tashtaqu If that is a wood, then it's more so befitting and more so imperative that you, O Muslim, yearn from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, a yearn to follow him. Yearn to follow the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam An example of this is a tree So for us It's an ibar, it's indeed an admonition That if something such as A tree yearns for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Then we should yearn For following his sunnah That perhaps Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Will give us these virtues And much more May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us die upon Islam and Sunnah. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barik ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Haykum Allah.